celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Marta Christie College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her live on Live at Marta. Welcome everyone, live from Marta Christie College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her live, live on Live at Marta. My name's Maria and I'm my co-hosts today are Vanessa and Stephanie. And today's special guest is Shelley Lightermore. Hi, hi Shelley. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Um, so one of the first, how did you come to be in the role of a pastor? Yeah, so I'm a pastor and I've been a pastor for about 15 years. And when I was about 15 years old, I used to go to church and I loved my church. I loved being involved in my youth group. And I just was like, one day I was like, I like, how do you do this? How do you get involved? And I love to volunteer at the church and just sort of do a whole bunch of that sort of stuff. And then I thought, why not? have that as a career option. So, yeah, I just wanted to do that when I was 15. Um, my mum didn't let me straight away do that. She's like, no, you have to go to uni and, and go to and do that sort of thing. Um, and so I did that first. So I went to Monash University and I did a science degree and did some science stuff for a little bit and then continued to volunteer at my church and then I became a pastor uh, later on. Yeah. Wow, that's really young, like at 15, to be like, I know this is what I want to be. Like I'm like – you know, almost finishing high school and I'm like, I don't even know, like, if I'm really sure in what I'm doing right now. But in saying that, I did do science and then after science I was like, oh, I might do law. And then I went up and I went to Queensland and I decided to enrol in law. And then I came back and I was like, no, I don't want to do law. And then I started a business degree and then I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that either. So there was definitely things where I was like, maybe I can pursue this and volunteer at the church um, in my spare time. So it was always a dream when I was 15, but there was definitely times where I was like, I don't know what to do. So I'd studied a whole bunch of different things to try and see. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a total straight line. Yeah. Was this someone in your like family or like in your like community that you looked up to and you were like, that's why I want to be it or that like influenced you to do it? Or Yeah, absolutely. A lady named Rhiannon Dowding and um, she was the youth pastor at my church at the time and I actually didn't know that one, a female could do that um, and two, I hadn't met anyone who was kind of, you know, young and, and, and hip and funny and down to earth. I thought like pastors were like old crusty people no offense <laughs> um and so I was like oh I didn't know this was a thing and I didn't know church could be so fun and I didn't know um I don't know there was like stereotypes of what church was was about and Christianity was about and I think seeing her in that role going oh okay this is this is what it could be and I think that sort of inspired me a lot yeah um out of church like what's your like hobbies or like what do you like doing like after like when you're not in church yeah I'm a nerd I'm a nerd so I study <laughs> a lot and um I write papers and I I do a lot of outside speaking so I do a lot of speaking different speaking arrangements I'm involved in a lot in a thing called are you okay day and so we do big um events every year for are you okay day um we do different things for uh, overseas mission as well. So we do a lot of things with Cambodia as a country. I've got 24 young people in year 12 and leaders going uh, what, what, what we call schoolies on mission. So instead of going to schoolies on the Gold Coast, you go to schoolies in Cambodia and you serve in a village and you help build wells and establish things like that. So just little projects on the side that I like to kind of work on, um, study, write, write papers, so academic papers um, and things like that. And, yeah, hopefully be published by the end of this year, start of next year, which will be good. 
What's your schedule like during the week? <laughs> really busy. <laughs> um, so because I, I work, I work full time for my church um, and it's usually about Tuesday to Saturday. I actually do church on a Saturday. We have um, – our church is quite large. It's just under 10,000 people that attend my church um, and across multiple campuses as well. So we might have 10 to 12, maybe even 14 services in a weekend. Um, but I would do mostly the Saturday services, sometimes the Sunday services, depending on where I'm kind of rostered. And so usually I would get mon- Sunday, Monday off, um, um, sometimes not not really, but yeah it's kind of a little bit flexible, but, um, it is very busy, but it's because I not only work at the church, but I also volunteer as well on top of and do other things as well. So, which is just, yeah, but because you love it, it's not really like a drag or anything. You're just like, this is awesome. I want to be here. I want to do this. I want to push in. Like I'm, I love youth mental health. And so, um, we're working on a big project in the moment, launch something for youth mental health and so if I have to work overtime or you know at night time I don't mind doing that because it's with friends and it's dreaming and planning and you know it's it's fun it's fun yeah and what tasks are you like required to do or what's like part of the job when you're a pastor a whole bunch of different things so as a pastor sometimes it's pastoral care But my particular role, I oversee a department. So right now I oversee the youth department at my church and it's multiple sites. And so I've got between five to eight staff members that I oversee who then do mostly the primary care. So a lot of stuff that I do is leadership and management, culture, building, that kind of thing. We have about 200 leaders on our leadership team and um, there's lots of compliance stuff, so lots of child protection, lots of training, um, lots of lots of development, um, a bit of admin, lots of coaching and mentoring that I do with our leaders and our staff, building curriculum, new projects like I was talking about, um, Are You Okay Day, um, School is on Mission, a whole bunch of stuff like for the community as well and um, all the time just launching new things. So this morning we launched a thing called uh, – I'm involved in a thing called Youth Alpha. So that's a Christian thing across all denominations, Catholic churches, Anglican churches, Baptists, everybody kind of does this thing called Alpha, if you've ever heard of that. And so we were launching something new for Youth Alpha this morning, which was fun. Um, but, yeah, so schedule is pretty busy and it's lots of different things, which makes me – never get bored because it's like well, what's today going to bring I don't know <laughs> so there's definitely things that I have to get done and meetings that I have to attend I had a big media review report due last night but apart from that it's like a lot of you know trying to get tasks done build projects catch up with people that kind of thing things come up pastorally like if someone's in trouble or they need help or um, they've got you know mental health or something comes up then we kind of care for them as well and what specific, what specifically about being a pastor made, pastor made you want to like that really drew you towards it and what were the changes or something that changes that you wanted to be part of when you joined that career path yeah well I think it's one I think sometimes I, I believe God is represented badly sometimes and I go I want to represent God well you know and yeah. we're humans we all muck up where no one is perfect and no one represents God perfectly but there is a sense of going I want to represent God well and so Christianity if you boil it down it's two things it's loving God and loving others and I'm like how cool is that like I just get to love on people and bring hope to people and mercy and and grace to people all day long and I just think that's awesome you know um instilling hope in people faith in people um yeah, so I get to see the best of people, but I also sometimes get to see the worst of people. But it's just fun, I think, just bringing hope and life to people. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges that you have faced in this role? 
heaps of different heaps of different challenges. Um, pastorally, it, it's it can be full on um, because we do uh, sometimes like I'll get whiplash. So like in one day, um, a leader comes up and says, "I'm engaged. I'm excited. Can you marry me?" So I marry people, not. As in, like, I officiate their wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm the person that says, will you marry this person? I do. Um, and um, so I will, you know, <clears throat> celebrate with one person and then someone might then tragically die and then I'll have to go to uh, a funeral home or, you know, um, unfortunately like the hospital, um, you know, be there when someone needs to turn off life support. So it can be quite um, – it's whiplash. So you're celebrating on one hand but you're also – some things are really tragic on the other. But um, it's, it's all about – also in managing trauma. So we have a very good um, at our church and our staff debriefing, counselling, uh, um, that kind of thing as well because as a pastor you see a lot of different things and it can be a, like a, um, a, a burden, not a burden in a bad way, but you carry things from other people. So it's making sure that you're always debriefing and that you're maintaining your own spiritual and emotional health as well. Yeah. Sure. Um, who, have, who has been like, your female role models or any role models if you've had any? Yeah, I think my mum is like a, a big – she's impacted my life a lot. So I just see how my mum and my dad <coughs> respond to um, people and how they respond in love and, and grace. My parents are very um, forgiving people. They're very loving people. They're very generous people. And, and no matter what gets thrown their way, they always respond in love and compassion. And I'm not saying they're perfect. They're absolutely not perfect at all. Um, no offence, mum and dad, if you ever listen to this, but um, <laughs> let's be realistic. But at the same time, I, I go, I, I want to respond like that. I want to be a person who, you know, I, I can come out stronger. I can come out better. I can come out wiser. And I don't ever want any of my life situations or circumstances to, you know, define who I am. I get to, ch- I don't get to choose necessarily how people treat me, but I can choose how um, um, to respond to in those situations. And I just want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can to be the, the, be- the best person that I can be. Respond well, um, continue to grow, never be a victim. I don't want to ever be- have a victim mentality um, where I blame others. I take responsibility for my own actions um, yeah. and I make sure that I'm always trying to trying to be a better person. And I think a role model for other people as well, yeah. yeah. But, but but authentic at the same time, Yeah, you know, to say, hey, it's okay to struggle with things, it's okay to stumble and fall, you know, we pick ourselves up and we keep going and keep loving. We're loving God and loving others at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of like stumbling and tripping over and hardship, um, I wanted to ask you about um, how your church community was affected by COVID and how that was like for you guys. Yeah, COVID was really full on for us. Um, So in my church, we have over 100 different nationalities. So we had a lot of people who had family overseas and Australia was affected quite differently to how America um, or India, we had a lot of people in India, we had a lot of our pastors and missionary pastors actually die in India and so we were quite affected with a lot of deaths um, within our church and um, um, our senior minister's daughter was actually um, on the national ad because in the first round she got long COVID. She was younger than me and she was really, really sick and um, in the first wave one of um, our, our beautiful young men, he was only in his 40s, he was one of the youngest people to die in the first wave so on the news. We've had a couple of our church members being on the news with COVID because they've passed away and so really close to our heart. So we were 
quite um, – we were devastated from the amount of tragedy, the amount of death, the amount of sickness that we'd experienced, especially overseas, not so much in Australia, although there was stuff in Australia, but overseas, so very, very affected. Um, and I think that also defined how we responded as well um, with with COVID. And so I think we went to a more COVID-conscious church. Um, so a lot of people even still wear masks in church, stuff like that. But it's in those times where I think when you're under fire – things rise to the surface and they're, sometimes they're good things, sometimes they're bad things, but it's also a good opportunity to then deal with things that do ri- arise up. But I think that our church really responded uh, well to it. We tried to include people who, you know, um, who are of unknown vaccination status. We never wanted to, div- to divide people. We wanted to respect different people's um, opinions or different people's because that was a lot. That was super divisive, wasn't it? There was lots of different mm, people with different yeah. opinions and, and it was highly emotive. And so we didn't want to come out and make big statements that were going to be polarising. We wanted to make sure that at the end of the day we're still loving God and we're loving people and we're just pointing people to who God is. Um, but our, our church actually did pretty well, I think, um, in terms of looking after each other. So we have a thing called life groups. And so you, we can't meet corporately, but you can meet online in small groups. And so people just cared for one another. And we have a very, very generous community who was caring for one another, you know, food parcels to one another. We also have a thing called City Life Community Care, which is a big um um, like a community centre. It has psychologists, counsellors. We have food pantry and everything like that. So we served a lot of the local community during that area because it was essential work. You know, you, it was able to be um, opened as long as it was manned properly. And so there was a food pantry for the local community um, for anyone who was struggling as well. So, yeah. But um, our youth group actually came along and we wrote thousands and thousands of letters of hope to school students all over Victoria. So about 300 state schools. I think I actually did send it to Monica Christie too um, in PDF form via email, all of our youth kids just wrote letters of hope to young people all across Victoria who may have been struggling during that time. And so a lot of the U12 students from all over Victoria got these little letters from these random kids just being like, hey, we're thinking of you, you know, keep going, all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of getting together and thinking, how can we, we're all struggling, but how can we then make a difference to those who may be struggling even more? You know, instead of thinking just inward, how can we think outward? How can we bless the community? How can we give hope? And so for Are You OK Day, that was our big thing. Letters of hope to, yeah, literally thousands of students across Victoria and high schools, which was which was great. Oh, that's a really great change to be a part of. Um, and if you're just tuning in, listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at Marta, live from Marta Christie College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Maria. And my co-hosts today are uh, Vanessa and Stephanie, and I am joined today with Shelley Lightmore. I'm just wondering, have you like made any lifelong friendships in like the career pathway that you have now? Oh, for sure, for sure. Because I've been in the same church in this a similar role for about 15 years. I've had young people who have been in grade four when I've met them and then they've gone through our youth ministry. So for, for me, I look after year seven to year 12, I'm across all sites, but we've got other people who look specifically more deeper into those year levels. But you have them come all the way through um, your youth group, then they become leaders and they start volunteering with you. And then they ask you at some point, hey, can you marry me? Like me and my my boyfriend want to get married and then you marry them and then they have a baby. And so you've actually gone through these life stages with people over the last 15 years and it's just been incredible because these people that you just go, what an incredible opportunity and privilege it is to be able to speak into somebody's life or to be able to have an impact on somebody or to journey through those different life stages. It's amazing. But lifelong friends, 
absolutely my staff team are so close it's 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 crazy it's it's awesome and that's 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 the beauty i think of being in in a community like a church where you just go everyone's really tight everyone does life together so you see the good and the bad but that's life hey you know Mm. yeah people you can share your trough your your lows with but also your highs with and then you can continue to love one another unconditionally and i think that's something really special um I know that um, me personally, being someone that is spiritual, knowing that, and especially when you're going through hardships, um, there's been like a lot of like kind of like a roller coaster of, you know, having a relationship with God. And, you know, thinking of it now, like being a pastor, I don't, like, I can't imagine what it's like having to be the person that has to, you know, have to confide, like, help those that need, like, to work in their relationship with God and also dealing with your own you know seeing all like the problems that other people have and I wonder how you deal with it yeah and I think that also comes back to um like I've got to always be working on myself as well so I actually go to counseling myself I've got counseling tonight to be honest with you but as a pastor I always need to be debriefing I always got to be needing needing to make sure that my head is clear um that I'm working on anything that I need to be working on um because if I'm not healthy you know that also flows down as well especially because there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of people um and so making sure that that i'm doing well but there have definitely been seasons where i haven't been well um i struggled with an anxiety disorder for four years and i was on medication for that um and so just working through that being really open I was, I was in a situation where I could be open with people. Like I didn't hide what I was going through. Um, I was open as much as I could be with different, different people at different levels, um, with what was happening in my life. Um, and so had people around me to help me and stuff like that. But it is hard sometimes when you're the one who has to lead people and look like you'd have to be the strong one. But I think also this generation, you guys, you guys want authenticity. You don't want someone who's fake. You don't want someone who just pretends they have it all together because yeah. that's actually fake. No one has it all together. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's not be- being like bleeding on people. You find a place where you can actually, you know, be a bit more raw, a bit more authentic. You don't need to air your dirty laundry out to, you know, thousands of people. But at the same time, it's okay to be real and authentic, to say to people, hey, you know, life has its ups and downs. Life has its struggles. You know, this stuff isn't isn't perfect all the time. Yeah. Um, um, that's actually okay. But you've also got to find a safe space where you can deal with that yourself. But you need to be super self-aware. You've got to be so self-aware. You've always got to be working on yourself and going, what can I do to be more like God, to be more like Jesus and to continue to push through? But there definitely is going to be hard seasons. Like just because you believe in God, just because you have a faith in God and just because, you know, you have a relationship with him doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect. Yeah. It is going to be, it is going to be tough, but it's mm. having that hope to say, well, you're not, not actually alone in this. Yeah. Um, going back to when you were talking about COVID and stuff, how, like, is it just like Australia that you go, like people come to your church and stuff? Is it just like the people that come to your church or do you like, is it like international? Uh, is my church international? Yeah, like if like yeah. do video call, well, yeah, video chat people and yeah, yeah. So we actually have an online congregation, so people watch online. Um, we broadcast from one of our locations uh, uh, online, so a few thousand people would watch that per week from different countries and and from Australia who maybe don't want to attend, attend in person or other places in Australia. But we also have people who are uh, um, migrants, so we have. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. our last national. 
Church Life survey, I think, said like 77% of people who took that weren't actually born in Australia. So we've got lots of different people. So from 100 different nationalities all coming to the church. So some of them are just from overseas. Some of them have only been here for a year. Some have been here for 10. Some have been here for 20. And so I think it's just people go back to their home countries for you know holidays and stuff like that. So it's very international. So it is based in in Australia and in Melbourne, but there's just people from all over the world that that comes. So I love that. It's awesome. There's just different nationalities everywhere. The food is amazing. Chinese New Year's amazing. Oh, just <laughs> red packets is amazing. I love it. It's so it's so diverse. It's great. Yeah. But but with with COVID, we just dealt with the stuff that was in Australia. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But because yep. um we are connected and we do have um multiple partners partner churches all over the world, we were hearing from people, we were hear from people in Ukraine, in in Indonesia, um um, Indi- India, uh, Ethiopia, so all over the world people were dealing with it. So we would have calls um, via Zoom and stuff like that all the time, yeah. Um, are there any like specific um, organisations or charities that you get involved with? Yeah, we partner with a whole bunch. Um, at the moment our youth ministry in particular is doing uh, partnering with Are You Okay Day just because that's um, for us we have a look at the um, – data from the local council and go what is like the number one thing that young people are dealing with um and so as a youth organization you go well if young people are dealing with mental health that should be at the, the center of our you know of what, yeah. what, we're, what we're doing and so we do local charities but we also um get grants from the government so last year well for this year we got a grant from the government to train a whole bunch of our leaders in youth mental health and so and things like that but lots of different charities um we work with lots of different organizations with our city life community care and so if we can't deal with a particular um, crisis, we will send it out and we are linked to multiple different organisations. So whether that's someone who's homeless, whether that's someone who's come through family violence, um, needs needs financial assistance, we can we can help out with that. And if we can't help out, we can outsource to other organisations as well. Yeah, which is which is a beautiful thing to be able to do. I think connect with other people. Yeah, to be able to help because sometimes it can feel overwhelming because it's like one person can't do everything but yeah. if people get together they can say well who you know and you can help yeah, yeah. solve it together yeah how's working with are you okay day like how is it like <laughs> <laughs> so are you okay day really all you have to do is just sign up on the internet and say oh, i want to run an event and then are you okay day just sort of you just get the resources and then you do that under that banner, which is really fun. And I think because um, we've been doing it for so many years, um, it's just sort of become quite uh, natural for us. And um, I think it was last year um, we were nominated for a community award for Are You OK Day, which was really cool for um, for Epic Youth, just for what we do uh, in our local community uh, for that, which is which was super fun. But um, I think it's cool just with outside organisations. Um, I think sometimes it's a bit intimidating if you go up to a school or if you go up to a shopping center and say hi we're a church people kind of go oh I don't know you might be preaching at us you might be weird you might be like who knows but I think if you say hey um it's epic youth partnering with are you okay day and we're not actually trying to push anything apart from youth mental health and awareness I think that's when people go okay that's more palatable and that sounds terrible but it's the truth Mm -hmm. like it's a bit more palatable than saying um yeah so I think that's how 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 we how we like to do it no agenda know anything we just want to serve the community want to raise awareness and we want to help in any way we can yeah um do you ever feel like you've been overlooked by like in your role because of your gender absolutely absolutely um I wish I 
could say no, but absolutely. I think that for many years, for hundreds of years, um, it, it has been stereotyped um, as, as a male role um, and, and there's not so many females in a position that I'm in. Um, in my church in particular, not. Uh, that's that's not the case. Um, anyone who's actually everybody who who oversees a department like myself, like our kids ministry, our youth ministry, and our young adults ministry, they're all he- um, run by females. Um, so which is it's like who run the world, girls? <laughs> <laughs> who run the church, yeah. girls? Um, but but outside of my church, I definitely see that. Um, unfortunately, I was at I was at an Anglican church, and and um, I said I'd love to be a youth pastor, and one person laughed in my face and said, "That's never going to happen here." And that's not to reflect on all <coughs> Anglican churches. I love my Anglican brothers and sisters. That's where I studied. I studied at an Anglican uh, college. I love them. It was my first job. Love the church. But there definitely was pockets of people. Not everybody, but that would say, no, that's, you're not, that's not, you're, you're not, you're never going to be able to do that. Mm. And, um, yeah, but it is sad because even in rooms, like I go to lots of conferences and I speak at lots of things and, and a lot of the time you go there as a female and people expect you to just be the pastor's wife, not the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you're here to kind of, you know, make tea or coffee or to look good or to <laughs> look after the kids while your husband does something. And you're like, oh, I'm actually not, not married and, 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 I'm the one speaking today <laughs> and they kind of get awkward. They're like, oh, okay, whoops, sorry. Um, and it, it sucks a bit to be honest with you, but I hope that people like me could be the, the trailblazers who go, hey, you know what, maybe we can for the next generation pave a way that more females can go, hey, this is something I can do and then we change the stereotype. So then in two generations' time we're not having this conversation because everyone goes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to like how you were saying, like how some people like advertise to get their people in the church. How do you do that? Like, how do you try and get more people into your church to mm. help you? Well, it's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think it's just relationships. You just say to somebody, you know, come to church. You know, feeling sad? Come to church. We've got a speaker on, and they're talking about mental health this week, or we're talking about hope this week, or we're talking about I don't know. God during tough times this week, come, 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 come along. And I think it's just relationship stuff. I mean, there's always social media and, yeah. you know, you can do that. But to be honest with you, my church is really bad at social media. No offense, church. Um, my church is really bad at social media. And so really the only way that, that people know about us it's is just, just, word it's just word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say that. Yeah. I, we, yeah. I kind of think that's a good thing in a, re- like in mm. a way because then like they're taking it from the person that, it's like, oh, they said this is good, so maybe I should come in and, you know, yeah. join in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got a friend. Yeah. You're not just sitting there alone going, oh, goodness. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I hope you guys thank have you. had a great time today. Thank you to our guest, Shelley. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Live from Marta Christi College in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Be Like Her live on Live at Marta Christi. My name is Maria and my co-hosts today were Vanessa and Stephanie. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you found this information useful. Until next time, have a great day. Live from Marta Christi College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at Marta.